0: So good, Yeshua Rakata, now you know Hebrew. You can go to Israel and tell everybody Yeshua Rakata, they will love you, right? <laughs> please be seated. It's so great to have you here while you sit down. Please use your Hebrew, you know, to the left and to the right and behind you, in front of you. All the Hebrew you know, try everything you know, okay? What do you know in Hebrew? Try it. You sure know Shalom, right? Means hi. How are you means? Sergei. Makore, right? Makore. Yeah. Shlomo, what, what means um, 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 good afternoon? Yom Tov. Yom Tov. Yeah. Give a big hand for this wonderful family from Israel. Thanks for being here. Sergey, Natasha, and their two boys from ICF Tel Aviv are here this afternoon for the Israel Sunday. So you know now, Makore, how are you? Good afternoon means Yom Tov, it's everything you need. You're ready for an Israel trip. But later to the trip, we will have a trip next year. Um, I just wanna welcome everybody who is here for the first time. Maybe there are people here because normally we have people here who, who join us for the first time. Every Sunday we have guests and I wanna welcome you. Thank you for coming here. It's a big honor for us to, to welcome you. We have people in the, in the lobby with white shirts. They have gifts ready for you. They made them ready to hand out to you. Please be sure that you grab one of those. I want to explain to you in a few minutes, why do we do an Israel Sunday here at ICF Church? Some people don't really understand why we do that and we believe it's very important that we do it. So there's a big gap in between <laughs> and I want to fill it with a few minutes. It all starts at the beginning of time when God created Adam and Eve. Let's go back in time, okay? Adam and Eve, how beautiful are they? I prepared them especially for you, Eve, Adam and Eve. Then there was the the moment where they were not obedient to God. They were separated from paradise, separated from God, but they had many uh, children, Uh, it all grew. They had many people on this earth. And then there was a second time when God decided to destroy everything he created by sending water on this earth. And he went back to the start. You know game when you go back to the start, it's really painful. That's what happened to these people. And he chose just one family. That was Noah and his family. And God made a covenant with Noah and his family. And he um, promised to this earth, he will never do that again. And he started all over again. So people spread all over the world. And then the moment came in history when God made another covenant. And he made a covenant with Abraham and he said, you are my people and, you, and I will bless you. And you will be a blessing to all the nations throughout history. So this was another moment when God gave his love by giving a covenant and he said, you are my people, Abraham and Sarah. And he also made a sign for the covenant it was not a rainbow, It was a circumcision and I won't draw it now because it's a bit different, a bit difficult. I don't know how to do it. (laughs) I don't want to do drawings like this in an English celebration. (laughs) Okay. So the covenant was clear. You will be my people and you will be a blessing to all nations. And they multiplied. And then there was one moment in time when God chose Mary and Joseph, two Jewish people out of his people to be the parents of the Messiah, of Jesus Christ, Yeshua Rakata. And he came to this earth and he changed everything for the people's history and he was the one who made another covenant possible for you and for me and for all the nations that we can be part of the family of God. Jesus Christ is the one who came to this earth and made it possible for everybody on this earth to be part of his family. Not just the green Jewish people but everybody in this world who accepts Jesus Christ will be able to be part of his family. And this is God's salvation plan for this earth that everybody who wants to be part of his family can join his family. But we all honor where we come from. We come from the Jewish people. It was his first uh, people that he chose and he never changed it. He never said, okay, now it's the Christians. I, I uh, forsake the Jewish. He never did that. The Jewish people is until now God's beloved people. And we can be part of it by choosing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's why it's so important for us here at ICF that we want to be part of this tree. The Bible talks about a tree that is that's standing for Israel And he grafts a branch inside here, a new branch for everybody who is in Jesus Christ as part of his covenant, baptized, taking communion. This is uh, how we express that we're part of this this, um, covenant with Jesus. And we're going to be part of this tree through Jesus Christ. And we are part of this people. This is the Jewish people and we become a part of it. That is how the Bible the Bible draws it. So what are we doing here in ICF? We want to do, do four things. We will honor God's people as his people and our big brothers and big sisters. This is where we come from. We honor our roots here at ICF. That's why we do Israel Sunday. The second thing is we acknowledge the state of Israel as a miracle of God. And why do I do mention this? Because not all the churches, not all the Christians acknowledge that the state of Israel is God's miracle. But we do that here in Isif, because when you read the Bible, you see that he promised to gather his people back in Israel and that nobody is gonna be taking it away from his people. So we are part of a great miracle. You are the chosen frozen. A generation that sees miracles happening right in front of our eyes. That's so beautiful. That's why we acknowledge that here at ICF. The the third thing is we bless Israel. We bless Israel by planting churches there. Zeke so and Natasha will be here. We bless Israel by supporting, through financing, through pl- prayer. We are a church that blesses Israel because the Bible says, who blesses Israel will be blessed as well. It's not just an egoistic part, because it's just because we honor, we acknowledge and we bless. And the fourth thing is, we protect Israel with whatever we can. Because media is full of lies, people are standing up and raising up against Israel and we as a church we know it's not just a fight in the visible it's a fight in the invisible it's a fight um, about whether God is right or not that's why we protect Israel with everything we have so this is why you're here in the Israel Sunday okay you got that it's very important that we understand it that you know where we come from and that we honor where we come from. And now the stage is ready for Sergei and Natasha. I'm so happy that you're here. Please give a big hand, a standing ovation please for our pastors from ICF in Tel Aviv, Natasha and Sergei Matsuga. Ladies first. (laughs) It's so great to have you here. Thank you so much. You may be seated. When I travel to Israel, I always try to be part of your church, and I loved it just a few weeks back. I was here, I was at your church, and I loved it so much. You're doing an amazing job there. You win people for Christ. You're there, you live there with everything you have, and um, I'm really proud of you that you're part of our ICF movement and proud of you that you're part of the Israel Sunday this afternoon. Please, the stage is, stage is yours. Have Thank fun, you enjoy it. Thank you very and much. And I will t-
1: take Natasha
0: with me, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: You will see talk you, later. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Thank okay. you. Wow, what an amazing day. How are you? You're doing great. Thank you, Michi. Thank you very much for the explanation. It's a half of my message already preached. Thank you. Yeah, I want to introduce myself. My name is Sergei and I'm originally from Ukraine. I want to tell you just a little bit of my story where I come from. So I'm from very poor family in a a very poor, poor neighborhood. And uh, with my family, we didn't have enough. Never even a meat. We had only once a year for New Year, you know, New Year Eve or something like that. And I. I grew up in, in this such environment when uh, Soviet Union collapsed, and since uh, you know, ten nine years old, you become uh, drinking alcohol and you have no much fun because we call it rough nights. Did you have rough nights here in Switzerland? Okay, we had that in Ukraine. So this is this is where I come from, and I start using alcohol and drugs, different drugs from from age ten. Can you imagine what? kind of school I had. So I was kicked out of the school and I couldn't finish my school and by age 15 I had no hope and no future. I thought my life would be you know mess and disaster and I saw my future coming you know down. And I I I could imagine myself to be in a prison or you know dead from the drugs. And that in that time I dedicated my life to Jesus. That time I found Jesus when I was 15 years old. I, I found a church, actually I found it a little bit before when I was eight years old, because this was the only one place of refuge I could find in the 19th, and not just a refuge, but some colorful, you know, pencils from the Americans we had and jeans and stuff like that. So that was the only place I could find uh, shalom, find a peace. And then when I was 15 years old, I gave my life to Jesus and things started to change. Actually, in the same age, uh, this amazing lady, Natasha, came to my church. And when I met her, even more changes came to my life. You will understand a little later because she had a very good impact on my life. And I brought a question for you. And actually, this is the title of this message. Who is the chef of your life? Whom you trust your life, you know, because sometimes, I don't know about how you live here in, in Zurich, but in Tel Aviv, we love to be a boss of my, you know, little store or boss of my life. I wanna rule in my life, I wanna control everything. This is kind of, uh, you know, what we do in Tel Aviv. But thing is, I believe we need to give our life to the real chef who knows how to cook a good food. You know, we're in an Israel Sunday and we love food in Israel. Have you been in Israel? So probably you figure out you have food everywhere. And you, if you have a breakfast, they serve full meal, you know, all together. Lunch, brunch, dinner. Here we go. It's in a breakfast. It's only breakfast. So we have a lot of food. And I brought uh, olive oil for you and the, from Israel. And this is the, the part of the dish you always put everywhere, you know. If you don't have a good quality hummus, you know, I give you a nice tip. Just put olive oil in it it's changed everything okay so we use a lot of olive oil everywhere you put it in salad some people drink it they say it's very healthy some ladies put it you know instead of makeup that's why we have so so beautiful women ladies in Tel Aviv you know so this is this is olive oil yeah and and I believe that Olive oil in the, through the history of Israel make very, very important points for us. And we one of the favorite stories of mine is the story of David. you remember David? You remember him when a prophet came to his family he says i want to anoint in a king and then father he put all these amazing beautiful guys his sons and prophet says uh-uh not these ones you have another one who is unknown who is somewhere you know with the sheep who is maybe broken maybe with the with a very low self-esteem i can relate to this guy with my childhood you know you know and when 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 father called him prophet anointed him with the anointing and he says this guy named david will be a king one day in a few more weeks we find this little child in age 16 more or less like me in the childhood when i gave my life to jesus he fighting with a giant named holy and all the army were shocked they were all terrified of this of this guy but david He had power just with a few stones, with a few resources, he had to kill the giant. Why? Because he was anointed. Why? Because he carried this olive oil anointing in his life and in a few more minutes we will me and natasha we will give you a few tips about how anointing is working in our life because truth is that we all are anointing in the joel we have a prophecy that god will pour his spirit on all people am i right we have paul says that we are all anointing all of us we are anointed in the same story with david we have a king saul and he was anointed am i right But somehow he misused his anointing. Somehow he disobeyed God only with few commands God gave him. He disobeyed God and he misused his anointing and he became full and blind. And he started to hate David. He wanted to kill David for several years. He was persecuting him. Why? Both people are anointed. And I think that Saul was had a lot more resources to give a big impact and change, change his country than David. David couldn't hold the sword even in when he was 15, 16 years old. You remember that story when he says, I don't need a sword, I need just only a few things. Why? You have two people. Some of them, they are very, you know, educated and have everything, but somehow it's just not working for them. But then you have another story, maybe like me, guy who is a broken with a broke from the broken family i couldn't learn languages in the school the the worst classes that was languages classes right now i'm preaching in four languages very easy i I have stage like the here in icf zurich i travel all over to share my message about israel about what i have in my heart we are invited all the time at the tbn studio in jerusalem and our programs broadcasting all over the world and I ask in my question, myself, thank you. Yeah, thank God. I ask myself a question, who am I? Up to 17 years old, I was somewhere in Ukraine in, in a bad neighborhood. Then I moved to Israel. And then it slowly but surely God started, to change my life. I don't promise you when you will receive Jesus today, everything in one day you will be like, you, you know, like your dream, dream, all uh, dream will come through. It's not true. It will take time. But thing is, I believe we need to learn how to operate in this anointing. Because all of us, we are anointed. All of us, we have this amazing blessing from God. But some of us, we just don't understand how it's working. And some of us, we yes, understand and we carry about anointing. I'm not against the resources and education and everything, you know. I learned four languages by myself. Even Russian, I couldn't talk normally, you know, back then. And right now for the TBN, as this is broadcast in Russian, I learn Russian, how to talk, you know, good Russian language even today. So I love studying and educating myself. But thing is, we need to carry about anointing. So we have an amazing story in Matthew chapter 25 when Jesus sharing with his disciples the story of five women so a ten women, five are wise and five are foolish. So for these points and few tips, I want to call a wise woman on the stage. And this is my wife. And she's going to bring you some wisdom. Can you give big hands to my wife, <laughs> Natasha? Oh, you have your mic? Ooh, yeah. you anointed one.
2: I have just a mic. Okay, how are you doing? good good you know then um, anointing it's such a subject that we all want to have but we're not ready to pay the price (laughs) and seven months ago i um, lost my team for kids church and i stay alone with the kids me and kids All generations, since one year old till 12, 12, 12 year olds. And I should bring them all together, bring them a message, bring them a worship, bring them games, craft, and one game is too boring and for others is too hard. For one craft, it's boring, for others is too hard. So you never know how to do that. And actually, what is anointing is how it's work because I come from the Sunday school (laughs) and I'm a teacher so I bring you very very easy tips because easy is always the best don't make it hard just use it easy okay okay so first worship pray and read Bible voila did i change your world (laughs) yeah it's easy and the amazing story about these 10 girls 10 bridesmaids the bible said that it's a 10 good girls actually very often we think that okay five it's foolish so it's not so good girls but actually 10 of them were virgins there were ten Christian girls who love Jesus, who serve him, who wait for him. But five were foolish and five were wise. And not always it's easy to be wise. Not always it's easy. Keep the oil. And for the lamp, oil is actually a very important thing. Yeah? If we don't have oil, the lamp is off there is no fire in it so when you come to the church when you come to the church don't waste your oil don't waste your oil worship like you mean it you already separate this time you already i don't know change your plans and come here use it don't waste it take the oil very often when we not actually worship not praying not read Bible it looks like you know the gas station it looks like the gas station we come to the gas station pay the money and leave the gas station we didn't get the oil we forgot something yeah sometimes we do the same in the church we pay the price, we separate this time, we come and we waste our time, our thoughts somewhere else, our heart somewhere else. And we leave the church more tired than we come. We leave the church more depressed than we come because people, crowd, it's, it's overwhelming. It's emotional, especially when, if you have a small kids you're not happy to come again. Because the kids are crazy after the big church. Yeah. So these ten girls they fell asleep because, like always, Jesus late. Did Jesus late in your situation? You pray and you say, Jesus, come and solve my problems. And he's not coming. He's always late. He's typical Israeli. He is typical Jewish, because all Jewish late, always. It's in the blood. So the girls fell asleep. Sometimes when Jesus is not coming, when we fire up, when we awake, Jesus is not coming. And we said, hey, come on, I need this, I need this, open this door, close this door, show me the way. I don't know, bring the peace, solve the problems, I don't know. not happen no feelings nothing and we fell asleep we stop waiting and we fell asleep some of us take the situation in our own hands and solve the problems some of just forget about jesus because they fell asleep and they tired and the next when the someone screamed, the groom is coming. Everyone is wake up. Something shaking happened in your life. Jesus is coming. And you wake up. But there is no oil anymore in your lamp. It's finished. You need a fresh oil. This season, in the church, I had seven months without adult celebration. I separate myself only for kids because I was alone there. And I didn't had any prayer together, any worship together, any message with atmosphere. You know, you can watch your tube and have the message, but you can sit in the celebration and had the message with the atmosphere. It's different. And I didn't have that. And I can tell it was super hard. It was one of the hardest season in my life. When I come to the church and I left the church, even tired, then I come to church. I was in, in a depression and I tried, of course, I tried to push it down because I cannot come to kids and say, you know, today we won't have a lesson. Sorry, I am so depressed. My feelings are broken. You cannot bring it to the kids. It's not their fault. You need smile, you need sing a song, you need to learn them, you need to show the love. You need hug them. And one of the reasons the kids, it's not my passion. I actually doesn't, I do love kids, okay? I do love kids. But I'm super happy that my kids not a babies anymore. I love, hang out with them as an adult. I am not typical mother. So I really like to see kids passionate about Jesus. But I don't like to have a, you know, bunnies, chicken, I don't know, kitties. Hallelujah. Yeah? I don't like it. I feel stupid as I look stupid. I don't like it. But when for me it was so important to have oil. That I was so close to burnout. I think the worst thing in your ministry is the burnout, because you lost your faith. Jesus couldn't make it in your life because the oil was finished before Jesus came. So for that, the others foolish girls ask, "Give us some oil." And the smart ones say, no, 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 go and buy something. Buy. Go and buy. Is it not for free? Anointing not for free? No, it's not. You need to pay the price. So for fresh oil, you need to earn it. You need to pay the price. So the fresh oil is super simple. Kids club. It's a time with Jesus and revelation about Jesus. If you know who Jesus is in your life, you will keep burning. If you don't know who is Jesus, I'm so sorry. You walk your way alone. You don't have Jesus. You need it. And I separate myself hours and hours every day. Spend time with God. I'm argue, arguing, I'm fighting, I was complaining, I'm crying, I'm laughing, I was planning how we can make the situation. But I spend hours almost every day with God because I need this fresh oil. I cannot get it from the church. And I got the revelation. And God told me, I want you to be there. I want you to be there. I don't want to be there. But I want you to be there. And if I want you to be there, I will give you all resources you need. And the power as well. And the joy that you lost. Everything. So what is anointing? You need oil and a fresh oil it's easy and now the kids church are amazing i have a team already i have administrator i have teacher i have assistant i have worship band production team security people i have so many people in the kids club but actually only seven months ago i was alone so anointing is when you pay the price but only seven months everything is already changed like you touch and everything is flourish and you don't do much actually but you humble and obedient God so you need to pay the price make this time for God looking for this time because God wanna give you a revelation thank you Sergei
1: oh, thank you thank you Amazing story. Wow, you know, with the paying a price, sometimes I ask, isn't everything free in the church? It should be anointing for free. But these wise girls, they said, go and buy your own supply. Do you remember that? So what kind of price? Next chapter 26 in Matthew, we find Jesus in Gethsemane. You know, in Hebrew, Gethsemane means olive press. And you know what olive press does? Make an oil. I couldn't have a chance to bring an olive press here, but I found this amazing, beautiful thing. And I hope it uh, it will make work. What I want to show you and illustrate you how the actually anointing is coming out of our life. Have you remembered, do, do you remember that Jesus, when he was in Gethsemane, he was wrestling with something. He was wrestling so badly that he had even blood coming with a sweat. Do you remember that? When you travel to Israel and you see Gethsemane, it's a very beautiful place, bright, tourists are laughing, and beautiful view on the old city of Jerusalem. But back then, during the night, it wasn't that funny for Jesus himself, Son of God, god in the flesh himself was wrestling with something let's go to this to this passage and read it says he went on a little further and bowed with his face to the ground praying my father if it's possible let this cup of suffering be taken away from me what a low moment in jesus life He was sent with the mission to die for the whole planet Earth and save all people. And here we find Jesus three times. He begging his father, can I do my way, please? It's too hard for me. You know, sometimes when I find myself in a very low seasons, like Natasha told you a story about her low season, I can be encouraged by this story. Because Jesus himself had this very, very, very rough season when he was battling with God and he was telling, come on, I, I have my own opinion. Maybe we can do it a little different. You know, no one heard this, this prayer, by the way. So it could be a little bit, you know, like with more words than just this. So Jesus, he was wrestling with God. But in the end, Jesus said amazing words he says yet i want your will to be done and not mine and this is amazing this is what we all can do if you want to have this anointing we all have this anointing but if we want to work and walk in this anointing and operate in this anointing in our life we need to entrust our own opinion into the god's hands and it's not easy even for, even for jesus it was not easy I brought the olive from Israel. (sighs) Who likes olives? When I was preparing this illustration, I thought, how in the world olive oil can come out from this olive? And I thought it's like a grapes. You need to just squeeze it and you have oil. You know what? The most of the oil, it's not in this green part of the olive. But it is in the seed. In the very hard, tough parts of our life. And when this thing is broken, then olive oil starts to pour. Then anointing starts to come. Jesus, he, was, he, need, he needed anointing to be crucified. But something was in his heart. Even Jesus himself he has something his own opinion which must to be broken and we don't like this time in our life we don't like to be in a getsemani my friend we don't like to be under the pressure we don't like to be pressed down. We don't like to have these moments when we say, God, I give up. It's, it's so easy to, to sing this song in, in, in the church. I give my life to you, Jesus. I need this special anointing, I worship you. But when Monday is coming and you have your own doubts and your own opinions and your own fights and your own struggles and day by day, you're going through tough seasons in your life and you screaming, God, why do I need this? God, why, why am I going through these seasons? This is a time when anointing, its starts purring from your life. Out of these hard times, my friends. And I believe that some of us, we have very strong opinions here in this church. Some of us, we're arguing with God about what we have, what we don't have. We may be doubting something, you know, like, God, you you are late again and I don't have this and that. Maybe you are not exist even. We need to humble ourselves and say, God, it doesn't matter. Let your will be done in my life. I want to make you chef of my life. As Mike Pilavacci says, we all know this quote in ICF, the love language of God, love language of God is obedience. We need to be obedient. You remember the beginning of the message? How Saul misused his anointing? He disobeyed God. He did as he pleased, as people liked. People pleaser, you know, kind of guy. But I believe if you want to have this anointing in your life, if you want to be anointed, you need to give away your own will and entrusted in, into the god's hands i brought something on the screen very short and we pray it's uh in hebrew do you know that jesus christ is not just a name and family name did you know that or not maybe you think you're still thinking this uh, name and family but see, it's not jesus it's mean, it's yeshua in hebrew it means salvation and mashiach it means anointed one why he's anointed one and not just anointed Because he has this, in the word, Mashiach, you have this letter, Yud, which stands for God. But all of us, like Jesus, and I say, if we do what? We want to be more like Jesus, yeah? We are anointed. In Hebrew, it's Meshuchim, or I am Meshuach. And this Vav, which replaced Yud, this Vav, it stands for connecting. Connecting people, connecting God and you, connecting this oil. We don't know how it's working, but it's just working somehow. And I believe this is a moment and a good time for prayer for us. Because I I really feel and sense that we have people here in this room who want to have this anointing, who want to live a life of making differences around. Because back in the ages, when prophets they pure anointing on people's head it was something like that you know more than here a lot of oil and when people were walking who was anointed you can feel a smell and very good smell because they put some you know mirror and some beautiful good smelling thing into this oil you can have a smell you can you can feel oh this this person is anointed. I don't want. I don't know about you, but I want to express this smell. I want to come into the room, and people feel something good, and we have positive impact on the society with this anointing. I believe we all want this, but I want us to close our eyes because I want to make. I want that you will make a sign for God because in Israel when we give up we always raise our hands and this is a sign I give up I give up my opinion I give up my will even though I want to do it my way even though i even though I like these doubts in my life somehow but you can raise your hands when no one look, looks around and you can say God i entrust my life into your hands you are the chef of my life let your will be done and not mine i see the hands and i I believe you have something specific it's not just you know global you have something specific to give away to let go today and when we me and my wife will be praying for you i want to encourage you just give it away let it go let god be a chef of your life be a boss of your life holy spirit we ask you right now that you will pour your presence in this place that you will pour your love that you will pour your amazing frequency your amazing anointing into this room lord we expect you holy spirit work I know it's not Shavuot, it's not Pentecost today, but You want to fill us up with the Holy Spirit, Lord. We give away every single thing You don't want in our life. We give up for our opinions, for our doubts, and we completely entrust our life into Your hands. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen.